Welcome back, everybody, to the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jerry the Fantasy Football Know-It-All. I can be found on Twitter, at FFKnowItAll. You can also email the show directly, KnowItAllFantasyFootball at gmail.com. I hope everybody is doing fantastic. Tonight's game will kick off week two of NFL action and, of course, week two of your journey to the coveted fantasy football title. Hopefully, you guys are all 1-0. and I mentioned this the other day. I'm sure that, you know, like me, you're in multiple leagues or maybe you're not and you did uh, come uh, up on the short end of the stick this week. Maybe you drafted Saquon Barkley, who we'll talk about in a few minutes. Maybe you had Derrick Henry or Ezekiel Elliott, first round picks who underperformed. Or like me, maybe you had Aaron Jones, who really put in a bad performance. Um, I was lucky enough to win that matchup. I had uh, Tom Brady, among others, Tyreek Hill. So I had other players uh, come up big for me. So, uh, again, week two of your journey to Fantasy Gold. Tonight we will break down uh, the Washington football team and New York Giants. And um, I'll give you my thoughts on the starts and sits and streamers from both teams. And after that, we'll finish up with a handful of guys that you can pick up to get a leg up on your waiver wire. Now, if that sounds like a short show to you, what I'm trying to do here, I mentioned this the other day and I would go over it in more detail today, which I will do right now. I have revamped the uh, the format here to provide you with more content over the course of more days. So as, as you guys already know, I was doing two podcasts a week. One on Tuesday and one on either Thursday or Friday. And what I found out last week when I was setting my rankings, and I'm sure you guys figured this out when you were scrambling last minute if you had Raheem Mostert, uh, or even if you had uh, e- even worse than that, if you had Trey Sermon and uh, or Zach Moss or some of these guys that were – or Brandon Ayuk who, who put a, a goose egg up for you. Now, there was not much you could do about Ayuk. Um, as he was a, a guy who played but just didn't get targeted at all in that contest. If I put out a show on Thursday or Friday, I can update you on injuries. I can give you some streamers. I can give you starts of the week. But things can happen between Thursday, Friday, Saturday, up to Sunday that could affect everything. So I want this to be as current and relevant as possible to help you the most. So uh, moving forward, here's what you can expect from the program. On Monday morning, I'll uh, release a a recap of Sunday afternoon's games, uh, both the early and the late games. And depending on what time I record this, it is very possible that I could get in there some analysis on the Sunday night game. I'll try my best. I'll have it on as I'm doing the podcast. But at least I can give you my takeaways from each of the games on Sunday afternoon. If I saw something alarming, if there's an injury that we need to talk about, we can just talk about it in real time and get reaction from that. So I will give you analysis on every relevant player that went on Sunday. And if there were some surprises, we can discuss that as well. Then Tuesday morning will be the usual waiver wire edition of the podcast. I will have a brief recap of the Sunday night game if we were, if we missed that or weren't able to get that in on Monday's show. And I will try my best to uh, give you some of Monday night's game. Again, that depends on what time I record it. I will do the best I can. We will also do some buy low and sell highs on Tuesday's show starting next week. As honestly, sure, you could try to get Ezekiel Elliott and buy low, or you could try to buy Saquon Barkley at a low price. 
but after one week, are you really sure that Saquon Barkley's going to come back and be what he was? And after one week, are you sure that you want to get rid of Ezekiel Elliott? Yeah, he had a bad game per se, but we knew he was going to. I think one week is just, you shouldn't be trading in week one, period, end of story, unless you really, really need to for some reason. After week two, though, that's when you know you can loosen your belt up and get going on fixing your team in every way possible. Thursday, like today, will be the injury report, the Thursday night football preview, and the leg up on the waiver wire show. So exactly what we're going to do here today. And then Saturday morning will be a full updated list of injuries because we will have the practice reports for five straight days. So we will know who didn't practice on Friday. And if they're doubtful or questionable, I'll give you my insights on, on what I think will happen, what you should do. Um, that's a good time on Saturday to do the starts and sits of the week as well. And the streamers because that's very close to kickoff. But I did not forget about Sunday morning because I mentioned this earlier. Trey Sermon was a surprise sit. Zach Moss was a healthy scratch. You had a whole bunch of situations come up on Sunday morning that if you're out and about and doing things, there's no real way for you to know this unless you have alerts set up. And even if you do, you may not check it out. So what I'm going to do is uh, just watch. If you follow me on Twitter, at FFKnowItAll, I will shoot out just quick updates if it's anything crazy so you can just follow me on twitter and i will have an updated thing there i am looking at the possibility of a live stream at some point over the next couple of weeks i have to look at that and see but i will let you guys know but enough about that i just wanted to go over the updates to the show to let you know what you can expect from me it's part of my ongoing commitment to help you win your fantasy leagues I also want to remind everybody that the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast is a proud member of the Skull King Podcasting Network. Make sure you check out www.skullkingsports.com for coverage on all major sports, collegiate athletics, auto racing, MMA fighting, boxing, and much, much more. That's www.skullkingsports.com. There is a fantasy section with rankings as well as uh, insightful articles all set up to help you win your fantasy league. So make sure you check it out, www.skullkingsports.com. So before we hop into tonight's game, I want to update you on a handful of injuries that might affect your lineup for week two. We'll start with tonight's game. Saquon Barkley, we talked about him a few minutes ago. He's officially listed as questionable, but the expectation is that he will see limited action against this defense, and we'll talk about that in the game preview. Temper your expectations for Barkley, certainly. Um, If you you have him then you're probably going to have to play him, but temper your expectations. Evan Ingram will miss the game with a lingering calf injury. Kyle Rudolph will take his place as the tight end for the Giants. Ryan Fitzpatrick is on injured reserve with a hip injury, so Taylor Heineke is the starter. We'll talk more about him in a few minutes as well. Josh Jacobs for the Raiders, and this came across yesterday, and I thought it was a joke. And if any of you saw this, I, I, I'm still laughing about it. He, he was listed as uh, a non-participant in practice because of everything, and that was exactly how it was written, everything. So apparently everything hurt for Josh Jacobs, and because everything hurt, he is questionable this week. He, uh, I don't really know what to do with him. 
I have him on one of my teams. I'm sitting him. I'm fortunate enough to be able to do so. He's my third running back in a PPR, so I'm not even going to worry about that. I don't need him as a flex. Um, he's going against the Steelers, who, quite frankly, have a solid, one of the better run defenses in the NFL. I think if you can, you're going to sit him. If you have to start him, good luck. I hope you have. I hope you didn't wait and get him as your number one running back. I hope you have somebody in the first round, somebody that might bounce back like an Aaron Jones or an Ezekiel Elliott or or Derrick Henry for that matter, or somebody like a Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook that you know is going to put you in a, a good position. Odell Beckham Jr. has also been ruled out as the Browns face the Texans this week. And um, you're not counting on Odell Beckham Jr., let's face it. If you are, good luck to you. He isn't somebody that I'm happy to start, willing to start, or looking to start. But that's about it as far as the major name injuries go. Now, I'm sure something else will pop up as the week goes on. But as of this recording, Thursday, 1139 Eastern Time, AM, that's that's all I have. For those of you who run a business, you most likely have an outdated website set up if you even have one at all. That's where the folks at Bove Design come into play. They have all the tools that you need to set your business up for success. You can find samples of their custom work on Instagram at bove.design, that's B-O-V-E dot design, and whether it's a new site from scratch Upgrades to an older website or custom artwork such as banners or logos, Bove Design has got you covered. So hit up Rob the owner on Instagram at bove.design, B-O-V-E dot design. You and your business will be happy that you did. On to Thursday night's action. And last week, boy, did we have a fantastic, not only was Thursday night's game between the Bucks and the Cowboys a fantastic way to kick off the 2021 season after last year's COVID-riddled debacle. It was just, it was fantastic. A shootout right down to the last minute. And uh, Monday's game, even Sunday night's game, I know it was a 20-point win by the Rams. It was still good to see uh, Chicago. It was good to see uh, Montgomery actually have a good game. But Monday night's game went into overtime. Both teams tried to lose it in overtime, and the uh, well, Lamar Jackson outdid uh, D- uh, Derek Carr and lost the game with an interception. This week, we are treated to the Washington Football Team and the New York Football Giants. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not excited. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but we'll talk about that in a minute. As I mentioned earlier, Barkley will be most likely limited here. His expectations honestly would have been low anyway since the football team has one of the best defenses in all of football. Again, if you drafted Barkley, you most likely have to play him. However, if by any chance you have another option, maybe a later round guy like a Damian Harris or Melvin Gordon, or maybe you did pick up Elijah Mitchell off of waivers and you have that flexibility and that option that you can sit Barkley, I would do it here. I really would. I don't expect a lot here. I think they're going to, and we'll talk more about this as week three approaches, but I like week three for Barkley to kind of tick it up a notch. But as far as this game goes, I think the Giants are going to purposely play it close to the vest. They're not trying to ruin their, uh, honestly, their franchise player. 
So um, expectations should be very, very low. It's a good idea to sit him if you can. Um, he's get he's got ten days of rest after this game. So as I mentioned, I'm, I'm eyeballing week three as a time frame where you might see a relatively healthy Barkley back in uh, in action and see an uptick in his uh, productivity. I am starting Sterling Shepard as a wide receiver three or flex with wide receiver two upside. I mentioned this when I was talking about late round guys and and, and possible uh, sleepers. He was one of my sleepers for the season. I, I like Sterling Shepard a lot. Look, there is no doubt he is the favorite target of Daniel Jones. You want to talk about, well, yeah, but Kenny Galladay is there. So what has has Kenny Galladay done anything to signify that he is going to take targets from anybody? No, he has not. In the last 11 or 12 games, uh, that Daniel Jones and Sterling Shepard have have played together. I, I did. I put the stat up there when we were doing the uh, when we were doing the sleeper episode. Sterling Shepard has over a thousand yards and double digit touchdowns. He he got in the end zone again this week. Sterling Shepard is a guy that you most likely drafted late or picked up off of waivers, so he was basically free. He's a start this week. He's a start until I see anything different. He averages six to seven targets per game. So in a PPR format, he is an absolute start. I'm sitting Kenny Galladay. I know he's talented. I get it. He's often hurt. He's way too hurt for me. He's made of glass in my opinion. And until I see him, you know, Kenny G, it's not Kenny Galladay. It's Kenny Glass in my opinion. Um, I'll pass on Darius Slayton here as well. I don't want anybody else in this passing game for New York. So, yeah, I'm good. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, I mentioned, will be the tight end, but he should remain on the waiver wire or in a deeper league on your bench. God forbid if you have to start him. Uh, he's not even touchdown dependent anymore. I think it's just, uh, yeah, he's not somebody you should have uh, on your team, much less in your starting lineup. I uh, Daniel Jones... His turnovers make him a sit for me most weeks, even though he's pro- he's 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 productive. And he was one of the guys that I was considering as a sleeper until I watched him in the preseason, and I didn't like what I saw, and I still don't like what I see. He's fine, I guess, as a streamer if you're desperate, but there are other guys out there. The quarterback position is so deep this year that you shouldn't even be considering Daniel Jones but this week especially against the football team defense he is an absolute sit the Giants DST though could be a sneaky start with Taylor Heineke behind center for the Washington football team this week so if you need a streaming defense you can do worse than the Giants over to Washington and we'll start with Antonio Gibson it was encouraging to see how much they used him in the passing game last week Last year, of course, you had um, J.D. McKissick taking snaps, and and Gibson missed time, to be fair. But, uh, I mean, 92 catches or whatever it was for McKissick was just ridiculous. This year, it doesn't look like they're going that route. They involved Gibson in, uh, in the passing game, and with Heineke now under center... I expect more dump-offs on first and second downs, and that should bring up Gibson's value, especially in PPR formats. Gibson did get banged up, though, so keep your eye on it. Uh, His health is always in question. His durability is a question mark, so we'll have to wait and see. But if he's healthy, he's in your lineup, and he should definitely be a high-end running back two for you. I did downgrade 
Terry McLaurin from a low-end wide receiver one to a low-end wide receiver two. Heineke's not going to take those chances downfield that Ryan Fitzpatrick would have. It remains to be seen exactly how Terry McLaurin will do week in and week out. You drafted him high enough that you're going to start him. He's certainly not a sit a, a candidate. He'll do fine, but I think he's more in the Robert Woods category now than he was in uh, than I was thinking of him being in more of the AJ Brown category earlier in uh, the season before, obviously before the injury to Fitzpatrick, Logan Thomas. He does remain a top 10 tight end for me, at least right now. There's nobody, I mean, who, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really have much to say about the tight end position other than it is horrible. You can get about seven or eight guys that are startable, and then you're in a lot of trouble. So in leagues like ours at the League of Goons, and, and Rob uh, Rob Bowe from Bove Design, we talked about this toward the end of the draft. He didn't have a tight end. He's like, I don't have a tight end. And usually you could pick up somebody. He couldn't do it. We looked at other rosters. Some people had two and three tight ends. That, not that's. I'm not criticizing that. I think that might have been a good move because that locked people out of getting a tight end. So he ended up with O.J. Howard and a goose egg. Luckily, he won his week, and he picked up Gerald Everett off of waivers, which is a touchdown or bust guy as well. Let's face it, but it's better than O.J. Howard, who got no action at all. Now, Taylor Heineke isn't somebody that I'm going to start in any format other than possibly two quarterback or super flex, but even that's debatable for me. That could change depending on his performance, but right now, I don't think I'm going to go that route. The Washington football team DST is an absolute must start in this game. Daniel Jones is good for at least one turnover, possibly two, and the offense is not that good. So you get a sack or two here and there because that offensive line is horrible. Yeah, even if the Giants score a couple of times, even if the Giants win the game, Washington should be more than viable here. And the the, uh, possibility of a defensive touchdown with Daniel Jones uh, turning the ball over all the time is an extreme possibility. So fire up the Washington football team defense. Now in the game, I like the Giants to win the game, believe it or not. However, it will be low scoring and semi close. 17 to 10, 17 to 14, somewhere around there. I'll officially leave it at 17 to 10. So, um, yeah, we'll go ahead and go with that. All right, so I do want to talk about a few candidates that you can use to get a leg up on the waiver wire. These are guys that are free, nobody has taken them, waivers have cleared. And uh, let's see, let's see if you can improve your team that way. This is the way you can you can actually win this way. I did this with Devontae Freeman, in and I talk about this all the time in 2015. Waivers cleared, he was there, nobody took him. Tevin Coleman had gotten hurt. I saw an opportunity. He ended up being the number one player in fantasy that year. Now that's not going to happen every single time, but you got to keep your eyes open and you got to see what's out there that for free, right? Waivers have cleared. Here we are. It's Thursday, Friday, so. The first guy I want to talk about is wide receiver K.J. Hamler, Denver Broncos. Tim Patrick was my favorite of the two, but he most likely was taken off of waivers as he was a high priority. Hamler, he isn't rostered in many leagues at all, and he did. Uh, he's rostered in 3.1% of leagues in, on ESPN. I imagine it's not much more across the board. He had four targets in this game, and that's with Judy on the field. 
and he plays out of the slot. Bridgewater targets slot receivers just fine. I If his targets go up by one and he gets five targets, he catches four passes, say, for 50 yards, maybe he sneaks in the end zone. This guy is not going to win you a league, but he is a solid flex option. He could blow up here. You just don't know. I'm not saying that he's going to, you know, but you're trying to build your team for uh, long-term success. Zach Pascal is another guy that could do that. He finds the end zone. And while he's not necessarily electric or anything like that, he's been in Indianapolis longer than these other guys. He has a track record of getting touchdowns. He's he's a, a guy that he scores seemingly every week. I know that's not the case, but he does score quite a bit. And um, he does have already a rapport with Carson Wentz. He may score again this week. You don't know. Again, somebody you could just stash on your bench possibly, and he may do some work for you. Christian Kirk, surprisingly, is somebody that uh, beat the waivers. Not many people picked him up. I thought more people would, if if truth be told. And he could have another big week. Is he going to uh, be a barn burner with uh, DeAndre Hopkins in town? Uh, no, of course not. But he is somebody that could have another really, really good week. And then he will be a darling on the waiver wire. And you'll be out in the cold. Running backs, there really isn't anybody to talk about. Quarterbacks, you're not going to worry about either. Tight ends, there's really only one I want to talk about, and that will wrap up our uh, leg up on the waiver wire candidates here, and that's David Njoku. Njoku had five targets in in game one, and that's in a crowded tight end situation where you, the other two guys are ranked higher. Uh, what has Austin Hooper ever done to suggest that he's a number one tight end on anybody's offense? Now, you could say, yeah, what has Njoku ever done, but he's been hurt. Njoku is an athlete. Now, I'm not saying – no disrespect here to Austin Hooper and Bryant. They're they're fine. Njoku has league-winning capabilities here. Sure, it's a long shot, but you're getting him for free, and tight end is so bad that it's worth taking a stab at it. So – if you are one of those who have questionable tight ends, maybe you waited and got uh, Angram and he's not playing. Maybe you have somebody who you're worried is going to get hurt, which could be anybody. And and, and, and if your tight end is crippled, you're crippled. And Joku is somebody that if you have room on the bench, pick him up now, see what happens this week. If he gets no targets, you drop him and you pick somebody else off of waivers. You know, but pick him up this week before he has a really good game. Because if he gets in the end zone and gets targeted five times, he will be on that waiver wire and sucked up by somebody next week. Well, guys, that is going to wrap it up for today's show. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope this was uh, insightful. Hopefully, this helps you make your decisions um, as far as tonight's game goes, and as far as um, you know, grabbing some players that could help you. I will be back again Saturday morning with a complete injury update. We will do starts of the week and streamers at that point as well. And then, of course, remember Sunday I will be stream. I will be uh, tweeting out all morning, and I'm looking to do a live stream not this Sunday, but at some point in the near future. Thank you again for making this such a success. You guys make it a pleasure to do. Um, I, I I can't tell you how much that means to me. So. Uh, you guys all know who you are. There are too many to mention here. I do want to give a shout out to Kevin, Chris, and Temi for the amazing bumper music, to Matt Bacon for the color scheme and the concept, and of course, our friends at Bove Design, Rob Bove, 
with the logo. Guys, I will catch you on Saturday, so continue to do everything that you can do to destroy your fantasy.